We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of On the Guest List with Box Trot and the Get Down, White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkey, and Dante. Big week this week. We're coming off a nickelback. We had the Jack Kay's Barstool Backstage interview at the end of this episode. And we also have a new fixture in the show. We have our own late night backing band. Ladies and gentlemen, The Roots. <laughs> you want to do anything, assholes? Or gonna- okay, all right, oh, fire. You, back- you want an actual backing band? Well, we're, we're fired oh. now. No, no, no. Just go ahead. Do the podcast. I'm Colin. <laughs> I'm Dave. <laughs> Dante. Don, 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 Dante. Kenny. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> you have our fucking voices mixed in. Dude, I'm Colin. <laughs> I'm Colin. <laughs> All right. For those of you who don't know what the fuck is going on, because you're listening to the audio, we have Congos here. Congos are our new backing, whatever the fuck you are. Are you guys the backing band now? What are you? Oh, I think we're the... We're the we're the we score the podcast, you know, like no uh, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have yeah, yeah. the first music podcast with an original score every episode. They're the like Hans Zimmer. They're the Hans Zimmer of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Give us and give the us Danny some, Elfman. Yeah, give us something to to go into our first conversation. What are we talking about? <laughs> Jesus, uh, Balenciaga chicks. Yeah, we'll start with Balenciaga. <laughs> oh, we're getting we're getting right into it, guys. Oh yeah. Okay, boys, let's talk about this. Balenciaga, child pornography. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where do we stand? Dante, to you first. You're a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, dude. Oh, dude, we've gone to a different legend. We've gone to a different actual Because of the band. Dude, dude, dude. Oh my fucking Dude. god! We're gonna take over the right let's, let's let them let's let's let them come yeah, out sorry. against child pornography before we start. <laughs> yeah, we should probably condemn it first. Right. Obviously, we condemn it. <laughs> You're a pervert. <laughs> oh my! Who is that? God. Is that me? No, How have we gone this long without a backing band? How have we gone this long without a backing band? So, all right, you know what? Before before we get into Balenciaga, let's go around. And let's just ask everybody. Kenny, how are you, buddy? Uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm good, man. I'm really good. I'm uh, better than I've ever been before. I think today's might be the best day of my life. All wow. right, good to hear, bro. Dave, how are you, buddy? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you? Nothing. Sick. All right. Fuck. Yeah. I guess I'll go fuck myself. Band anything for Fuck me to you, get? Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, backing man, can you give me something to match Dave's mood? Yeah, bad. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. kind of a good mood. Yeah, this yeah, is like happy. uplifting. Maybe yeah, it's, it's like making burp. him in a better mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's Dave. Uh, Dante, how are you, bud? I'm good, man. Getting over sickness, rough weekend, but uh, feeling better. What kind of drugs did you do? Really? (laughs) I I actually was not able to. Um, Thought I was going to die. Thought I had COVID. Do not. Something else. But um, I'm actually kind of bummed. I was talking about this before you got on. I'm really, really sad Christine McVie died. Yeah, okay. rest in peace. That's dude. probably where we should start, right? Yeah. yeah. Has everybody seen her live? Yeah. I've never or... seen Fleetwood Mac live. 
I saw I saw them twice, and this was 2018, I believe. And I saw that they played at the UC, and then the Rosemont. What is it? Uh, All hey, State. Didn't Arena. I go with you? Did you go what? with me? It was unbound. I... No, we didn't go together. <laughs> we were both there, though. We were both yeah, there. We... Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, on Valentine's right. Day. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was Valentine's well. Day, and uh. That was their her first tour back in how and forever, and so they could play the full catalog, and it was awesome. It was so awesome. Yeah, I've never she, seen Fleetwood Mac live, but star. I can assume what they sound like live. Dude, Dude, great, how about, but how the about weirdos. We, how about we fucking? Well, I said it in the group today. I was like, breaking news: Christine McVie has passed away, and Kenny said, "Never heard of him." <laughs> <laughs> such a hater you're such a dickhead dude <laughs> that's a joke i don't actually hate them i hate, I do hate some stuff dude she's unbelievable and uh i mean if you look at it realistically like stevie nicks gets most of the pub in that band but most of the hits she sang on like, yeah. oh she yeah was a, she was a huge part yeah of that but did band. she she's the mac in fleetwood mac but did she have cocaine blown up her asshole i don't think so so <laughs> wait who stevie, did stevie why are you being so presumptuous kenny that's not presumptuous it's in the fucking books the laurel what? canyon book what Wait, happened? Why did she do that? She used to get uh, cocaine. Listen, this is what the, what what I read. She used and to have cocaine blown happen. into her asshole via a straw back in the seventies because it would get her higher. Huge <laughs> fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't believe is nobody there else another way this. to do cocaine. Uh, <laughs> Stevie, that's how my parents cocaine. taught me, dude. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, rest in peace to Christine McVie, uh, all-time legend. Yeah, it's called a Fleetwood enema. There's something in the Urban Dictionary <laughs> about it. It's called Fleetwood enema. It's a thing. Wow. Wow. Humans oh, are fucking crazy, man. We'll find out. We'll find ways to do. My yeah. My point is that's why Stevie got all the love because she was hard because of her butthole. Mm, well, she Danny, was... didn't you meet Stevie Nicks? At the Sony party, briefly, yeah, uh, I met her. Uh, at at uh, Jesse met her too. What she said? How? How? Yeah, I was gonna say, did you happen to have any conversations about the cocaine butthole situation? No, oh, uh, that I didn't realize who it was until she turned around. Because my. Oh, no, but for real, like on a on a real note, on <laughs> a somber, good. on a somber note, recipes to Christine McVie. Go fucking stream some Fleetwood Mac shit. Um, but no, where should we start? There's a lot to talk about this week before we get into the interview. Uh, why don't we start with the fact that it is fucking Spotify Rap Day. Uh, and I don't know how everybody else feels about this. I know Dante fucking hates Spotify Rap Day. Shut up, I, Dante, by the way. I like Spotify Rap Day. <laughs> he calls me a Yo. hater. Yo, <laughs> listen. For one time, I try to, like, throw something out there. And oh, be, my God. And be a hater. <laughs> and it gets fucking thrown back I and mean, people are like you're a fucking miser you, you fucking, fucking assholes <laughs> and hard I, I do love that we found people something you hate that's people the problem with the precedent I, well what's the problem with spotify rap I, day you pissed about spotify rap what don't why like what's the it? problem it's just listen if you have something very eclectic unique okay Throw it up there. Impress, impress us all with your musical, you know, expanse. But if you're fucking posting like Taylor Swift, this music is great, by the way. <laughs> Taylor Swift, I feel like I feel like I'm like motivationally speaking right now. Um, yeah, like save it. Well, like I, you can look up any fucking 
16 year old teenage girls and it, it's gonna match yours dante i'm with you though a hundred percent if you think i give a shit what you listen to fuck off i think i don't want to put words in your mouth dante but it's fucking algorithms is that right <laughs> fuck, 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 fucking algorithms dude i can't I can't, Dante had to run to the back of his jailhouse room. I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> Look, fuck, I, fucking algorithm. I don't, I don't sick hate Spotify. Fucking sick of it. Like, I, I, I like Dave Spotify. No, because you do learn things about people at the same time. Because Dave posted his. Dave's was good. I'm still surprised Eric Lindell was your number. Wait, one. hey, can I guess what I Dave's? Can. can I guess yeah, as a game what Dave's top five was? Yeah. Can you give us game show music real quick? Game yeah, show yeah, music. yeah. Okay. I, no, no, that, I, that, I don't do requests. Listen, Cosby Fuck you, sweater. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, I want to guess Dave's Suck top my five. <laughs> top five listened to in 2022. You ready? Here we go. And don't give me a yes or no or a right or wrong until the end of this. Number one, John Mayer. Number two, 311. Uh, Samantha Ronson moved. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, the old 97s. Number four, who else is horrible? <laughs> oh, Sublime. Number four, Sublime. Uh, and number... Not horrible. F- Wait, huh? And number five, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Aerosmith. <laughs> Aerosmith? Yeah, you strike really me as... I like Aerosmith. You don't they're like fine. Aerosmith? I mean, yeah. I, they're f- I take them for what they are. I don't often go out of my way and be like oh yeah today's aerosmith day were any you, of those five on your list any of those no you were directionally correct on a few um, <laughs> I, had the, I had the list right here if you want me to read it i can guess kenny's <laughs> uh, well let's go through davies first and we'll yeah, guess Kenny. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. so uh number five was the tedeschi trucks band great fucking band that's an awesome choice you gonna yeah, hate on nice. that kenny no i don't give a shit all right, cool. Number four, slightly stupid, which is basically sublime, which is uh, pretty much dead on. Number three, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna term- consider that one correct. <laughs> uh, slightly stupid's fucking awesome, dude. You smoke weed, don't you? Listen to slightly stupid all the yeah, time. Yeah, when I was fucking seventeen. Uh, number three was Turnpike <laughs> Troubadours, great band. Number two, fucking Leonard Skinner. <laughs> That's what I should have said instead of Aerosmith. And number one, I, was I had Lindell. a huge Leonard Skinner where I was listening to them like nonstop over summer. What was, sorry, what was number one? Uh, Eric Lindell, who is like a, mm. a smaller blues artist, which, by the way, I like Mike Eric Lindell. Lindell. Mike Lindell. Yeah, he listened to the uh, My Pillow guy a lot. He was listening podcast. to a lot of manifestos. Yeah. I was actually very surprised by that list. You were? I, I thought there was a handful of artists that would have sneaked in there. Eric Lindell, I hadn't listened to in a long time, I feel like. Fucking Spotify algorithms backwards, dude. I don't know if it's always right. But my number, like, I don't know. Kenny, don't can know. you guess my number one? It's going to be some R&B shit that I've never heard of before or some, like, Japanese jazz fucking few. Kanye. Not- it Ka- is Kanye. 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 <laughs> Kanye. I'm Colin. Kanye. Kanye. You didn't even I'm, hesitate. I'm, I'm Kanye. Kanye. It was Kanye I'm, I'm, I'm Ka- It's the shittiest thing of all time. Dude. <laughs> How did we not do you are fucking ridiculous, guys. Great, yeah. My, mine was like Kanye. Uh, it was like Kanye, Kanye Mac Miller. Um, Sam Fender snuck in. Uh, Zach Bryan was in there. And I think I think Foxtrot did sneak into the top five. So yeah, oh, oh, can I say something? So everybody and their mother fucking posted the rap thing today, including a lot of our friends who are in bands and shit. It is a broad, general statement thing that 
everybody has their own band like close to the Absolutely. top like even fits and fucking the knocks and like everybody because they listen to their own shit you know but it's just funny to see everybody post their own rap with their own name the, like, <laughs> yeah john there's Johnson. no way there's no way i would have that you're telling me fits in the tantrums had theirs up near the top listen they there was it? at least no 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 there was like at the top of the like festival lineup, you know that thing they were doing. Oh uh, yeah, but that mm. means that you were the top listened on your own shit. That's yeah, how that's that what I thought. That's it was based saying, yeah. on how much you listen to them. So you're saying that these bands are listening to themselves on Spotify yes. to drive their numbers up. No, yeah, no, I'm just... not saying to drive their numbers up. I'm well, yeah, that's what e- it is. E- yeah, but listen, yeah. unless you have your cell phone going 24 hours a fucking day, yeah, that doesn't. It's negligible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying it was just funny to see because I go back us. and I listen to fitness <laughs> shit. I go back and listen to some stuff. He, Kenny's been looping sale on loop for the last like fifteen. That's years how I got all those streams. I bought an Asian yeah. fucking stream farm. I can oh, guess your Kenny's is uh is your top your number one is Tony Hawk. Number two is, <laughs> <laughs> is Bam Margera. Uh-huh. I think number three is Johnny Knoxville, and then yeah. whoever rollerblades. I don't know. That's like, <laughs> Fuck man, you're so Chris good at this game. <laughs> yeah. Dante, yeah. did you have anybody surprising on yours? Dude, what don't you fucking understand? I didn't I didn't do it. I don't partake. I'm fucking sick of it. Take and fuck my rap. I'm sick of it. Oh my fucking god, dude. Oh my I'm god. I'm stand. You're you're so your moral stand that you're taking wasn't against Balenciaga, which I said in the beginning of the episode. Your moral stand is against Spotify rap? No, I'm taking dual moral stands. Oh, that's a nice double Perfectly, it, all it is is like a thing to draw engagement on social media, and it does a good job of it, and it's mindless, and it's, I think, a little fun. <clears throat> so I mine didn't too. work. Mine didn't work. I couldn't even look at mine. It won't work. I had to, it was too hot. I had to mess around that's with it to find that's mine. What, that's, no, they don't want people to know. yeah. Uh, it's the what? perfect thing because you get to humble as an artist. You get to thank your fans slash humble brag. Of course. If you if you had a good year, you're like, oh, I want to just thank all my fans for the fucking 10 million views or what oh, streams, whatever you got. And it's just a way of comparing how you did. <clears throat> the only big I one I in contest. The only big yeah. one I saw put up today was a hundred million streams in a year, which is pretty pretty good. I didn't see many people do that though. Bro, Zach Bryan, the guy I was just talking about, put his up. He got one billion streams this year. Yeah, One and I bet you a lot of those came in the last, like, six months. He yeah. is fucking he exploded, fuck up. dude. To yeah. be he fair, though, he, he did put out, like, four albums this year, and one of them yeah. had 30, 36 songs on it, so. Yeah, he's but, he's killing it, he rightfully so. It. He's headlining um, uh, the smoke out next year. I saw that. Yep, great get by them. Um, um, I have a great segue for speaking of streams. Right, uh, hold on, segue music, segue music, quick. Oh, hold on. Go ahead. I, I haven't got anything. They for, don't do dude. requests. <laughs> don't say the pay word around me, else we're going to get lawyers involved. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we get paid, you get paid, asshole. <laughs> Are you recording, Kenny? Oh, shit. I forgot to hit record. <laughs> That'd be so sick. <laughs> uh, wait, what, where are we segueing to? Sorry, go ahead. Is this a happy subject or a sad subject, Dante? Oh, no. It's just we were talking about streams and... It's starting to finally come out little by little about what we've been hinting towards, I feel like, the last couple of years is that all these numbers are just so inflated and, and fabricated. Oh, man, and, I'm going in on this. Yeah. Are I mean, you being you, serious? You were going off the other night about it. So Very serious. Very serious. Have you guys not heard about this? No. I mean, I've always assumed it. I just don't right. know how much right. of it's been like. Oh, yeah, it's. It's 
it's a big thing. So I'm so who's who's started like speaking out about it, Colin. All right, I'm about to go the fuck in. So here we bu- buckle in, everybody. So what happened was some internet sleuths who actually just happened to be fans of these artists happened to be going through their comment sections on YouTube. Lil Uzi Vert was the main one that people found, one of the biggest rappers in the world, and they happened to notice that like 500 of the top comments were Russian bots, like literally posting the exact same thing, just like hearts over and over and over again to drive the algorithm. So then they started looking at other artists from this one specific label who um, I feel kind of odd about this because it's somebody we've been talking to recently. And I don't know whether or not I want to flame this relationship off the bat, but <laughs> do it. Don't. Universal Republic. No, it's not them. And I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to interscope. Ocean is the word I'll use. Um, oh. But they went to some other large artists on their Can thing. Can you be more they all pacific? <laughs> you so what wound up happening was they went through all these major artists and they started to realize they all had the same russian bot situation and it's like four of the five biggest artists in the world all had this exact same shit so they started going through instagram comments and finding the same exact shit on all of them basically all of these artists numbers are being inflated now the one thing it is sketchy about this specifically is it's juicing up some of these are publicly traded companies if they're owned by certain people so it is fraud in a certain perspective but more than anything what really pisses me off about it is all the artists out there who are trying to build their own careers who look at these other artists and say how do i do that when it turns out you're actually just paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to fucking click farms over in asia and eastern europe and getting your shit for free like it fucking infuriates me because it shits on little artists. And not only that, it fucking inflates people that don't deserve to be inflated. And that fucking pisses me off. Are you reading what you just said? No, I just ranted. Oh, that's pretty good. It sounded like you were reading. Nope. <laughs> I can't read. That's a compliment. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Dante, would so, you like to follow up so, on that? Yeah, so I, I've i been doing some Big J uh, investigative journalism. Um, a guy reached out. A guy reached out to me anonymously on Twitter like two months ago about hey, go this. Kenny, it's the sh- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what the fuck's going on right now? They're hitting their fucking buttons. No, no, I was trying to find something. I thought I had muted to the stream. I apologize. No, you're good. And uh, he was like, hey, I got a story that is going to come out that I think you might want to uh, like get on top of involving like what we just talked about. And I was like, yeah, like, w- like, what do you have? And he's like, I can't tell you who I am, but I am, I'm pretty involved in the industry. And um, I've known about this for a while now. So he started sending me these like basically reports. Um, you guys, you, you get your, um, from your label, you get like your like revenue breakdowns from Spotify, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Congo's guys are, the Congo's guys are frozen right now. No, nah, they're just really they still. Look, they're just not moving. They look crazy. <laughs> yes, you do get your statement right. with fucking all the streams. They had me shit. scared. So, so it was basically one of those, and um, it was like what Colin just said. It was for a lot of the same artists with, like, you could you could chart where the blocks were, where the buys were coming in, and basically it looked like that Arizona election night results <laughs> where it was just like normal that's, very hot, a, that's a, a very hot button topic for Dave. be quiet dude so uh i've been going back and forth with them hold on somebody said hey siri and my phone just went off um <laughs> so <laughs> like Fucking i knew I, 
I had like one foot in and one foot out on this whole thing. I was like, I believe this guy, but I don't know if this is really going to become a big story. And then last week it started popping off and I was like, holy shit. And he was like, dude, I fucking told you, you could have broke this whole thing. So I'm getting like the okay from him. I think I'm going to uh, blog at a day this week, but uh, it's pretty, pretty damning stuff. And the, the thing that I just don't get about it is from a label standpoint is like what you're doing is just like raising the bar for everybody. So it's like, if you do it for one artist, you have to do it for all your artists. And if you're doing it for everybody, it just cancels everything out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah but there's also the game of how the Spotify uh, royalties are get paid out because it's not just like a stream for a amount of dollars or pennies. It's it's like weighted, almost like in high school, as I, as I understand it. You know, like a high school, like when they grade a class and they're like, put the bell curve on it. So right. they're pumping up the up, upper end of the the stats. So it's like, it always favors them. I, to, to me, look, this is, it's fucked. I, I'm not going to agree with it or support it, but whenever, when they got rid of Paola and whatever that was, the 90s, it just immediately got replaced by something else. And Kenny will tell you he knows about this real well, which is no one paid anyone to get sale or come with me now on the radio. But we sure as shit did a lot of shows that were free and a lot of yeah. giveaways and meet and greets <laughs> yeah. and do this, that, and the other, like where we didn't get paid for anything. And that was, it's fucking payment. Do you know how much it costs another. to get a band and their gear and their crew, crew across the country to play a festival and hotels oh, and all that stuff? You're like, yeah, yeah. And that was my point to the whole thing was same as it ever was. You know what I mean? Like, same as it ever was. Yeah, it's I'm not saying like, like, don't investigate it. Like, obviously, like, if it's, if they're doing it, try and fucking get it straight. But it's like, you're going to fix this one. They'll find another way to, you know, rig the yeah. system. Well, the way that I look at it, it's more for optics than anything in a certain perspective. Yeah, if they're definitely. trying to like break a, break a smaller artist. They're going to pump their fucking numbers up. But what is confusing is when you have an artist like fucking Uzi or Roddy Rich, who are already, you know, two of the five biggest rappers in the world. What are you paying for their fucking streams for? Or did also get- every single one of those songs sounds exactly the same so why not just put one song out and then you can get all the streams on it it's just to me like the way i look at it is it's bullshit on all fronts because if a smaller artist does that themselves goes out and buys likes buys fucking shit like that you get looked at as a fucking moron but if you, you do can- it at the top level you you oh, you'll it'll, ru- up- it'll ruin you it, absolutely it, oh yeah. yeah yeah it'll ruin you I think there's a massive disconnect, though, between certain, like, supposedly popular artists and their real-world correspondence, you know? Sure. Like, well, uh, I, how about the, the ones the, you tell you can tell are super legit, it, it reflects in the physical world. Well, that's like, uh, the, the artist Saweetie. You know, who, have you heard of her? She's a rapper. Um, she had, yeah. like, she was getting brand deals from McDonald's last year. She had, like, two hits. And they were doing this shit for her too. She has like nine million Instagram followers. She put out a fucking album and it sold two well, I think, thousand copies. Right. There is I, no. Yeah. Sometimes there's not a correlation between the social media numbers and if people are actually listening. But that's to your the shit. thing. I think when somebody has that many followers, when people like you and me see a bunch of random shit on their comments, and we just assume it's normal because they have nine million followers, so of course they're going to get some spam. But really, it's paid for. But yeah. it's just to me like it it, it it makes sense on its fucking face that everybody would do this if there was never a chance of getting caught because you look better. But you're gonna yeah, but get see, caught. It's even it's not just even in streams where it's like is kind of more hidden. But you remember that video of the 
dude on the skateboard with the Fleetwood Mac song that went yeah. super, yeah. super viral. Yeah. So you know the story behind that, right? Like, he had, like, a decent amount of followers, like, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah, the minute it started to go, their record label pumped hundreds of thousands, if not millions, at least according to the one article I read. Into, into the views? Oh, into, not, not into views, but into basically getting... The way it works now, as I'm beginning to learn, as I'm trying to fucking figure this shit out, is you pay middlemen companies that have got armies of, quote, influencers to use the song. So there's basically a budget for that. That's the new form of advertising. That's what they did. And when you're competing with these big labels, you put $100,000 into paying a bunch of nobody influencers on TikTok, you're going to get millions and millions of streams real quick that are not... They're not like illegitimate, like necessarily a bot farm or whatever, but they're still just bought and paid for. Yeah, right. They they didn't come naturally. Yeah, but I mean, it's like it, that. The minute we've had the first computer, this that was it. <sighs> was the game over. But do they so section I mean, that stuff off it, for marketing? Costs? I get it too. Yeah, that's marketing. It's yeah, marketing. They're putting a, if they're going to put a hundred grand into the billboard. You know, campaign in the '90s, they're putting a hundred grand into the TikTok campaign. Well, now. look, right, I think exactly. What you're, see, what you're seeing here is though that. Fucking, what's the oldest adage in the book, dude? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. These people are trying to stay relevant. But regardless, when we find out that you're feeding us bullshit, you're fucked. So it's like these people are going to keep doing it until they got caught. And now they got caught. I want to watch what these guys do views-wise and comments-wise now they've been caught. There should be like a fucking empirical study done on this shit to say whether or not. I mean, <laughs> I think it's hysterical. So, Colin's about to blow a fucking brain uh, vessel for this about streams when there's like four wars going yeah. on in the world. Everyone's starving. We're on Dude. the brink of the biggest financial collapse in the world. And we're like, the can fucking get, streams can, on hip hop artists. Why don't you do me a favor? Give me some dark music to really set the mood, dude. <laughs> Suck my first, dick. <laughs> when we first semi met and I first started coming on this show, like one of the first things we started talking about was how shady the labels are with manipulating numbers and figures and you know basically payola still exists today um so when i saw him going off the other night i was like oh he's gonna text me any minute and he texted me and i was like dude david for the podcast like this is this is gonna be like a great topic wait till you guys hear about politics but <laughs> uh, no, what? shout out to my guy. I'm tr- what I'm trying to figure out is if it's coming from the artist side, like is the artist crew and camp and management are they taking some of that like album advance and you know are they putting that in because they want to impress the label? It depends. Well, Every situation is so different because when the people label, get, or is it coming from the label side, wanting to boost their artists' numbers and get them? Because it's like gotta you said, be that dude. Hey, who all who all was caught doing this shit? Uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, Roddy it's a, Rich. But it's, but it's everybody. It's, it's everybody. It's fucking everybody. The fucking top is blown up. This is legit investigative yeah. journalism that happened here because uh, do you I, honestly think that Lil Uzi Vert is sitting there like, yo, man, we got to fucking pay to boost? I bet you he had no fucking clue about it. Well, I will also say this, though, because when we were the first flex. starting out, we when we had a fucking like indie deal and we were trying to impress the label, we used to do things like stream shit overnight and things like that. <laughs> and I would get texts from the label. I swear to God, this was like early Foxtrot years. And the label would be like, 
are you streaming your numbers every night? Because we're seeing a really, really weird spike from one specific area. You guys know. You fucking know. <laughs> no, no, not you. I'm talking to the Barstool guys. If they look at your back end and they see something weird, they will call you on it. So I don't think an artist would jeopardize their own standing within their company. I think I you have know. too much respect for artists. Artists are, pieces of sh- artists are pieces of shit. No, we're Labels all intrinsically... are pieces of shit. Everyone's a piece of shit. Like, it's, if, if <laughs> I... you're, you're telling me if you didn't have a way to do this... Because it's it's actually a lot of it's questionable as to whether it's legal or not. Like, what is is it legal or it's not? It's fraud in my eyes, but uh, also I'm not a publicly traded company. But it's not. Who are you defrauding? If you're a, if you, so, if you're a publicly you're defrauding traded company, Spotify, oh, yeah, that's definitely no, that's. So if, if Warner if Warner is a publicly traded company and they're boosting their numbers to impress stockholders about how well their fucking artists okay, are doing, yeah, that's from fraud. that side, yeah. That's probably yeah, that, if if we were boosting our numbers on YouTube videos for some video series we were doing and selling that to advertisers, that's definitely fraudulent. Yeah. Yes, if, if advertisers, if people are paying for it and you're lying about the amount of streams that's going on here, that's fraud. And we right. need to protect the advertisers. Yeah. Oh, is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. right, I think no, you got to protect people's money from getting ripped yeah, no, off. I agree. In shady means. Have you guys ever heard about FTX? Yeah. 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 That one's funny. (laughs) Fuck that guy. If you put me in a room with that dude, oh my fucking God. I'd kiss him. It sounds personal. Did you you, you have some money? with? I did not. No, I don't fuck with crypto. He did a fucking New York Times fucking town hall today. Did you see that shit? Yeah, what's up with that, But he still spoke at it? I I knew he was scared. This guy's not even going to go to jail. It's... it's, Don't make me like him. Right? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, didn't this Vivo the views thing? This happened uh, three years, four years ago, when v- like Vivo had to give back billions of views, and it was all with Rihanna and all that kind of stuff. It just kind of remember it was Sony. It was a Vivo Sony deal, and they had they yes, literally they dropped that. the view counts like billions. The one same exact I, thing. You know how you say artists all intrinsically assholes or whatever you want to say. A lot on that. Because it's probably some weirdo sitting in their mom's basement looking at view counts being yeah. like, this isn't real. Like, it's probably they some always, weird. Dude, the internet's undefeated, man. You don't fuck with internet weirdos in their basement. Don't fuck with cats, man. I think don't it may have come cats. from a exactly. different label. Exactly. Don't fuck with cats. That may have come from – It may have. that one may have come from a competing label that was saying – Ooh. This is, you know, it was. there was some sort of reason that they were pointing out that these dude, are – Dude, anytime you're cheating – at like like at at a, on a grand level like this, it's always other cheaters who catch you too, because they know exactly what to fucking 100%. look for. I mean, like, it's it's the it, like that the part in Casino, the movie where uh, Sam yeah, Rothstein right. was talking about hiring ex cheats. Yep. To catch mm-hmm. the cheaters in baseball, they all got ratted out by baseball other teams that were fucking <laughs> cheating. You know. Dave, that was actually a really good analogy. That was fucking intelligent. Yeah, so the the, the label that they knew that everybody was doing it, and they just wanted the other – they wanted to point the finger first, you know? I think this all comes down to the fact that intrinsically artists and record labels both are scared shitless of everything. They're scared shitless of looking bad, <laughs> yeah. of not making enough yep. money. It all comes back to fucking fear, and the second that that comes into play, that's when things start getting pressed, and that's when people start cheating. That's really what it is. So I don't know. The thing is, too – to be completely honest and transparent, there's not a single big record label right now that isn't in contact with us about getting their artists on. And every single time I think about talking about this, I'm like, I don't really want to blow these deals up. But at the same time, I would be a the... if I didn't say anything. But not just that. They, all they care about is if you guys are starting to do good numbers, you mm. could say, here, I'll say it. Fuck Universal. <laughs> fuck Sony. Fuck all of them. They're all pieces of shit. They're that still going to call you tomorrow. Else. 
They're still going to call you tomorrow because if you're doing well, they want they want to put their artists that in front of an, an audience. All right, let's do it. Let's do a quick transition. Can I get transition music, please? <laughs> Dude, this this is the kind of shit I can't do. Like this kind of backing band thing, I can do funny shit. <laughs> Play the Days of Wine and Roses or something. Like the that. Days yeah, of Wine get, and Roses. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Let's just do jazz for them. <laughs> I'm on NPR that's now. Beautiful. This is no, beautiful. beautiful. Now back to Balenciaga. <laughs> Yo, this is rich. This is fucking rich people music. This is no. This is what they play. You guys don't have. You got it, a diamond plaque like, in your fucking background there, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we super are famous. Get, <laughs> we, we are gonna get. We are gonna get into our interview with Jack Hayes at the end of this interview. Uh, at the end of this episode, um, but there was something else I really wanted to get into today, and I can't remember. I, I had it Metallica. In the fucking... Oh yeah, Kenny, you want to talk about Metallica? Let's talk about a little bit of new music. Okay. Uh, can yeah. you guys play? Can you guys play Metallica? <laughs> yeah. Your uh, so I will say this: there's two new things we need to talk about. One of them already went through the group chat today, like spread like wildfire, and we'll get into that. But first, Kenny, your thoughts on the new Metallica song? Is Metallica's biggest fan? <laughs> I am a huge Metallica fan, but it's it's exactly what I thought it was gonna gonna be. Yeah. It's it's fine, you know what I mean. But it's like it just kind of sounds like old man Motorhead. Fucking, I like to work on cars, rock. Kind of <laughs> like, no, That's no, Metallica. no. Metallica used to be dissonant chords and metal, fucking breakdowns and double kick bass and all types of shit. Now it's just kind of like it's not even riff rock. It's just like dad rock, really indie <laughs> alternative. Yeah, indie alternative dad rock. <laughs> They're like fucking like 60. What did you think I, they were going to do? Did you not hear a goddamn word I said? I said it's exactly <laughs> what I thought it was going to be, which was that. 70-year-old I've done that. I've well, done well, that. Well, yeah, Duffy's well, well, a good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, Kenny what from if, the band AWOL Nation. <laughs> what would have made you happy? Like, what would have made you happy to hear what Metallica did? I, I mean, to... Get back to something like Master or, or Battery or fucking Lightning or something. Like, to get rid of the bass entirely and take me back to 88 and let's just fucking go. You know what I mean? What if they brought Dave Mustaine back? Oh, that'd be fucking crazy. They should bring Jason Newstrings back because Trujillo's fucking worse. You hate that guy. He's as bad as Fieldy. They're the same person. He's just Mexican Fieldy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you realize how hard it is? I'll, I'm going to defend them. I haven't even listened to it. I'm sure it's crap because there's no good music left in the world. But, like, <laughs> do you know so how hard dark. it is to when you're a band of that legendary status, when you've got literally tens of millions of people who have an idea of what you should sound like? Yeah, And exactly. you just want to try something new. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, there's just no way to help that's, like deal with fans that want to hear fucking master of puppets or the black album or whatever, or whatever that's called listen well, yeah. listen as a metallica fan anybody who's listening who is a metallica fan will know this analogy it was like when they put out reload after load it was just kind of like fuck it just became like leather harley davidson jacket fucking rock you know <laughs> fine by me i mean it is what i expected it to be from a certain perspective but like that's like getting mad at acdc for doing what acdc does i don't know like it, it is what it is like, yeah that's a good that's actually a really good comparison i think yeah i, mean, I thought it, it was good i listened to it once 
if I never listen to it again, I won't give a single flying <laughs> fuck. That I is, think that that the difference is ACDC set themselves up as uh, self-aware and kind of funny. And Yeah, that's so, true, too. They're like yeah. typecast and they know it and they just right and they and they're it. they're half poking fun at themselves half right. the time whereas metallica right. takes themselves pretty seriously so it's like and also with like the documentaries like saint anger and all that stuff where you really got to yeah. see behind the scenes and stuff like there was no mystery left i know that they're all just washed up insecure fucking <laughs> you know dudes so like had i not seen all that stuff of behind the scenes i probably wouldn't even like it more <laughs> Well, speaking of insecure and washed up, let's talk about the new Machine Gun Kelly song that everybody went to the fucking indie alternative. All right, now hold on. I will will say this because I have been. It's the shittiest thing of all time. Yeah. 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 I didn't think it was the worst thing that I had ever heard. It's the shittiest thing of all time. It's It's the shittiest thing of all time. Dante is seething right now. It's seething right now. Okay. Well, let's, as you being on this side of the, uh, you actually do like Machine Gun Kelly. What did you think of it? Um, Not as best, but not as worst. Like, you guys were like, it all started off because Kenny was like, MGK's new song might be worse than anything else he's ever, like, dropped. And I was like, <laughs> oh, boy, he must have dropped something new because I heard Taurus the other day. When it dropped, and I was just like, eh, it's for a movie. It's probably a throwaway track he's had sitting around. That <laughs> throwaway MGK. What could be worse? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I'm looking back. You said you don't love it. I said, bitch, you don't even like it. And you go, no, but it's one of those other worse shit. Like, if you don't even like it. Here, here's actually the reaction that I had when I was listening to it. Because the girl in the beginning, I actually liked it. And then I, I was going to say that, too. When I heard Machine Gun Kelly come in, he came in his really deep version of his voice. I actually, I actually visibly rolled my eyes. And like, that's what I'm saying. It's like now, okay, now he's deep guy, right? Like I'm deep, and I, I he's. It's like he's trying so hard to be. Always has. He always unique, has been unique just, and creative, but like then the lyrics are fucking awful, and you're like, oh, that ruins. No last album MGK. That's why you're you're basing these things. You, dude, he I th- did an I... AWOL Nation sale cover in like 2012 and i went deep on all this hip-hop shit back when he was still a rapper i know mgk's shit and his old shit is the rap stuff is better than the punk punk stuff that's for sure i i did say i wanted to make it a point to stop hating on him and that's why i'm glad kenny took the reins on but that's not that's not your fault you're giving it up for lent or something that's how people have to treat musicians (laughs) these days like you have to give up fucking hating them for some like religious flogging or something like what the uh, roots dude the roots real quick give me something that you have liked recently oh you always do this to me it's really hard (laughs) i found good shit recently did you found let me let me look on my phone hold on because I, I can't, I can't. Get I like ASAP Ferg. I like ASAP Ferg a lot. ASAP Ferg's great. Yeah. The new Brockhampton. Um, the last boring. No one disagreed with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you the, picked the, a good artist. The new Brockhampton <laughs> shit. Kenny sent it to me. It is good. It's really. good. It's their last record that they're ever doing, and so far, it's fucking incredible. It's I hated on those guys because I thought they were knockoff Odd Future, and I was wrong. And I'll admit that I was wrong. I, I like uh, Bronson for house music or whatever that is. Whatever mm-hmm. category. Is Bron- There's some super group, right? Mm. I don't know anything about. Dude, I don't know music. shit about house music except for the fact that Dante took me to a house show, and now I like house music a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude, house music is fun because like it's just 
electronic music and, and EDM and all that, I like it serves its purpose. A lot of other music, I can't figure out what fucking. Also, it's, it I'll tell you what, it's way more honest yeah. than most music. Like you can dislike it or say it's boring or whatever, but it serves its purpose. Like Danny's saying, you go there, you fucking dance and have a good time. There's no like debating whether it's cool or whether it's this, that, and the other. You know. Yeah, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed that side of that whole thing. And I mean, I Dante. Like I like I like how you guys just put it. It's not trying to be to speak to people. Like I mean, there's that whole plur crowd that's like peace, love, unity, like uh. whatever you know. That's like does ass and everything, and it's like mm. feel the music and all that. That's like bullshit. Cringe, but most. <laughs> Within well, that, within that, there's also still good electronic music and bad electronic music. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's all good. I'm just no, saying yeah. that generally speaking, particularly in like stuff that's aiming for the club, it's clear in its purpose. Yeah, We're trying I, to make music right. people want to dance 100%. to. End of story. That's why I don't hate Very. it when like Kenny hates on fucking Sublime and and I love Sublime. My point is that the, at least they know who they are. They're not trying to be something else or trying to impress you with anything. They're just here to fucking have a good time and smoke some weed. That's what I like about it. That's why people don't understand why I like the Fast and Furious movies. Because I'm like, what? You got titties, <laughs> cars, guns, explosions, robberies, Family. heists. Like, Family. I'm not going for the fucking storyline. You're not going <laughs> to the storyline where they go to space. They put ludicrous. Oh, that's right. They did space. go to space. Yeah, it was ludicrous. sick though. And oh, they're that's in like in the a most recent car. one. Yeah, they're like in a muscle car. It was sick. I haven't the, seen the last few. Doesn't the Rock catch like a torpedo off of ice and throw it back at people? I think so. I, I gotta tell you, I'm kind of done with the Rock because I, he's I was off a, your list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <he's> off, yeah. <laughs> no Christmas cards being sent to him. This Just year. the <laughs> amount of like actually shit movie he's been putting out and oh I, like, yeah dude do you know what i mean it's it's not like i get it i'll, I'll watch i've watched almost all the fast and furious so <laughs> we can get we can put a baseline of where my level is i'm not pretending like i'm some fucking snobby movie what, director or something here he's just making absolute like shit that's written by ai or something it's it's horrific <laughs> yeah like that netflix one that came out it wasn't even bad enough to watch as a drinking game it was just unbearable <laughs> dude really do you guys watch south park why are you screaming at me? <laughs> it's, it keeps saying my fucking mic is on and off. I don't know. Well, if turn, mic... turn. If you're gonna hold it, turn that knob down. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, no, what, what? Check, what? check, check. <laughs> Fuck you, Kenny. <laughs> There's an episode Netflix? where uh, Cartman acts like he's a little robot to prank his friend. I'm yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And they go into this like it was like Universal Studios or something, and they and. Uh, they hire Cartman as the robot to spit <laughs> out a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. He's just basically putting adjectives together. Yeah. That's okay, exactly about... what The Rock has become. Yeah. Like it's just like you said, it's written by AI. It's yeah. just like weird. That is not to make a movie out of it. That's not far off. Have you seen that lyric generator? That you, can, <laughs> yeah. you can type in, you know, a oh, Bob yeah. Dylan song about whatever, and then yeah. that all that. Uh, what what is that that art stuff we've been doing? Oh, uh, music. Oh, fuck. No, it's, it's like an it's a AI generated art. I forget the. Oh name yeah, of yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. It's not Dolly. It's some other one. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's can journey, I, something yeah. journey. 
the funniest Mid-journey. thing to me is when The Rock is in movies and he's trying to be like sneaky or incognito, and then you remember <laughs> that he's like six foot five and like four hundred pounds of straight muscle. Like it's like people are going to notice The Rock. I don't know if anybody else realizes that, but I wish he uh, would take like a cheat year off of movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's probably he's so the, like, disciplined. Roasting actor on the fucking yeah. Oh, a hundred billion. Yeah, but you know, like who would followers. you compare him to? Is uh, Schwarzenegger right? Like that's yeah. the most obvious comparison. Schwarzenegger Which, is in a fucking different league because like Schwarzenegger was winning Oscars. Well, not I mean, not Terminator even Terminator Two is one of the greatest movies in history. Yeah, agree. Yeah. yeah, Predator One. Come on, Predator. Oh hell yeah. 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 Twins. Last Action Hero. True Crimes. <laughs> true Crimes is like one of the greatest action movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, true Lies. Or True Lies. True yeah. Lies. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Eraser. Uh, I, yep. Bro, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and True Lies. Oh, yeah. All-time oh, sneaky hot. Just watched it. Yeah, so good. I feel like you're too TV, young to have that me. reference. Total Recall? I, Dude, I watched True Lies recently, and I, I'm, I'm no, no, saying I'm, I'm not saying, of, like, you haven't watched it now, but, like, what, you must have been young when that movie was first out, right? Yeah, what, when did it come out? Like, 92, 93? Yeah, that yeah, was early. Like that. Yeah, yeah mid-90s, I, I, maybe. I just I remember one. the three-breasted woman in Total Recall. That's all Lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> True Lies was Hell 94. Yeah. Okay, so you were a pervert, too. <laughs> All right, before we get to the interview, let's go into on the list, off the list. Uh, we'll start with uh, Dante, then we'll go Kenny, then Dave, then me, and then if the backing band would like to throw anything in there. Can we have some uh, on uh, on list, off the list music? Something maybe joyous? I mean, are we not going to talk about the whole Balenciaga thing? All right, yeah, cut, cut the happy music. Or is this my chance to... To go in. How about how about off your list? Oh, they're way off my fucking list. They were never on my list to fucking begin with, but now they're so far off it. They don't have a prayer of ever even seeing my list. Do you have Balenciaga uh, clothes? Absolutely not. Never in my life have I looked at anything they've made or that someone else has worn and been like, "That's actually." Good looking shit. It is the most hideous looking fucking stuff. <laughs> it all looks like derelict from like a one yeah. big giant troll that they've been playing on everybody saying like, oh, we're going to fucking sell like trash bags for a thousand dollars and watch idiots will buy them because they can wear them and people will think they have money. It And it worked. It, they've done it with the ugliest shoes in the history of fucking shoes agreed they've done it with fucking just garbage like block t-shirts that are like eight hundred dollars and all these fucking idiots wear them it's it's sad but so um, basically you're really upset about their style and not the little fucking kids i'm laying <laughs> i'm laying the baseline for the hate right yeah. work with me here Okay. The hate's been there for a long time now. Uh, it bubbled over. You're hating the player. You're not hating the game, though. If you, um, if I could sell no. this fucking tennis ball of my dogs that's sitting on the couch for 800 bucks, I would do that. If there was that's a sucker, big enough, like a big enough sucker to buy it. Like Kim no, Kardashian. I, no, I, I do like, I do like nice, I do like nice clothes and expensive expensive stuff so i do have taste i i like i like stuff that looks good none of their shit looks good it's for fucking idiots and freaks. <laughs> oh no you you forgot you said idiots freaks and you forgot the word pedophiles well come to find out last week 
yeah, I, I was proven right. It is for idiots and freaks. And now even worse, fucking pedophiles. So all this shit that has come out is just like, it's unconscionable. First off, how it was ever allowed to be posted on Instagram. Like, dude, I know, I know girls that have lost their accounts because they posted like bikini pictures and some girl that, you know, hates that girl reports them to Instagram and they, they lose their account. There are pictures up still on these fucking sickos accounts of like, I think because it's art, it gets, mm -hmm. it gets a different designation, but it's like mutilated kids. It's like kids with like dicks on their face. And because it's some Parisian artist and these, these works of art sell for $40,000. That's the other thing. Who are the sick fucks besides John Podesta that are spending money to hang this shit in their fucking house or their sex dungeons or wherever the fuck it is. You can't see the wall that, to Kenny's right, but there's a bunch of those arts, uh, a bunch of those prints on Kenny's wall. This is not funny. I should not be, don't make me laugh during this. This is like really <laughs> fucked up. But I'm just like wondering, like, where is all the outrage? Like, where is everybody calling for this brand to be fucking like, blacklisted off the planet like ripped out of the stores bl like blasted offline do you like, think at any point in time anybody in the entire marketing pr campaign at any point went is this a bad idea yeah i, <laughs> I think it's possible no. that the fashion world just thrives on like that could you know there's very well could be some just truly like deranged sick people involved and then also there's all of the kind of just yes people in the fashion world mm. you know it's, it's not necessarily like they're all into it's just it's some you know <coughs> some person with some fucked up ideas and then other people are like oh my god it's so controversial and oh pushing the envelope and they just go along with shit all the time yeah so, yep. I, I it just I, dante i'm i'm 100 on your side obviously but my you first fucking thought... better be all all you better be because you have fucking brains and morals he's awfully time. quiet dude he's <laughs> awfully <laughs> quiet i mean what do you what do you <laughs> I'm trying to say that no, of course I condemn it. First of all, was it just the pictures, or were like was other shit from behind the scenes coming out? Because I you haven't seen the picture of the of yeah, the fucking yeah. court case. Like yes, okay. It started with it started with a people were like defending Kanye. They were like, okay, we get that Kanye's like the boogeyman and he's awful and this and that, but. Has anyone seen Kim Kardashian's like favorite designer Balenciaga's new campaign? And it's all these kids in bondage. Yeah, with no, I teddy saw that. Bears. Yeah, teddy bears in bondage, like selling these like fucking like bags and shit. And then it's like kids laying on beds, and they they go deeper and they start looking at the photographer that did the shoots shit. He's yeah. into all this like satanic ritual shit and child sacrifice, like art. Then they go down the rabbit hole of the lead designer for the brand. She's a Satanist. She's a fucking <laughs> lunatic. Dude, no, it's it's like okay. it's like all right. Well, I really, was gonna really say that I was offended not only with the content content matter itself, but the fact that they thought that more that it was like, oh hey, let's throw this on Instagram. Cause what did you think was gonna fucking happen? You're gonna get canceled. Of course. Good. Dude, I mean, like, they should. No, no Here's shit. But it's like, the, I'm more offended the at the is, stupidity. 
but yeah, if that's, that's the kind of case, if that's what we're talking about, like there's <laughs> that into here's, like. True here's the double standard shit. though. Here's the double standard though, Dave. The thing is, is they've been doing it for so long that it's normalized. And I mean, the, the shit that people have been digging up are from like years ago. I'm listening. Like the only reason these people are freaking out now is because the public is pretending to freak out, but no one's freaking out. Kim Kardashian issued the most half-assed statement of all time. Uh, I'm going to wait and see where the dust settles before I decide, you know, my future with the brand. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what do you need to see happen? Like, this should be the most black and white decision ever. As a mother of fucking four kids seeing these images and shit, you should be like, peace the fuck out. Like, there's a million other fucking brands that actually make nice shit that would, like, pay me money to wear it on my fucking fat ass that would be fighting over her. Like, it, Isn't this kind of like a reflection know. of, like, a, what's the movie with Johnny Knoxville with that bad grandpa? Is that The it? Ringer? No, the it's the one where he's like, it's like a mockumentary. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kid, Bad grandpa. And the kid goes to the yes. pageant. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. there what are people, I mean, you'll, you'll never convince me that that shit is the pageants, you know, are normal. But there are people out there who think that that's normal. Dude, it's like, I, I've, like if, if you look at the end of the Roman Empire, <laughs> the, it's, it's just we're playing it like note Perfect. for yeah. note. This is it. We're getting very close. Because it was all the same shit. Like, it's a funny thing when modern generations think they invented, like, fucked up sex. And you go look and read what the Romans did. And, like, oh, they just keep yeah. going down these same routes. It's getting close to the end. So just stop worrying. You can always Dude, buy Wrangler right. jeans. Wrangler jeans is going to be safe, right? <laughs> I, think I don't know. I don't know. Brett, Brett Favre did, you know, back then. And Brett Favre seems to be getting canceled a lot. Okay, fine. Uh, Levi's. Are they Okay. I think Levi's I, I love Levi's. Johnny, Bob Johnny is always Johnny is oh, always Chevy. the voice of reason. Calms I'm personally switching to Ed Hardy. No, <laughs> Affliction. No, it's because Johnny is in, uh, an, a South African operative here to infiltrate the American culture, so they can become the world's greatest. Yeah. What do you guys think about your brother now that we're uh, on the topic topic of getting canceled? Our brother who? Elon. Oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I here's my theory. Think... I got a theory about Elon. He, you know, in all the movies when the AI takes over, mm -hmm. he his Neuralink has taken his AI. He doesn't. He's not in control of anything. He's just like a fucking puppet. It's just a computer that's playing oh, oh, oh. him, <laughs> and he's uh, completely useless. And all of the billionaire class are exactly that way. They're all complete uh, fucking morons. Oh. They're all idiots. All of these people that that everyone is ascribing intelligence and power and uh, shrewdness to, they're probably just being run by either some other little minions or AI. Bro, Good theory, you right? got to write, write a screenplay, like, now about <laughs> right, that. Yeah. That is brilliant. Nothing explains, Peter. you know, Elon's apparent ability to acquire influence and power in companies and then his simultaneous ability to say the least funny things ever said by a <laughs> oh, person. Dude, who was I? I was talking the only to thing that could do that is AI. I was talking to somebody about Elon the other day, and, he, like, I really appreciate 
how big of a troll he is. He but he's really also, is but he's also a C minus comedian. Right. So yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. he like laughs at his own jokes and shit. You know, you're like I I love the vibe, but like you got to. You know what? Out. And when he's not trying to be that funny, is when he's occasionally funny. Like right. when he said to Sam <laughs> Harris, like this is a thing, uh, like this meditating too much is a thing or something like that. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny because Sam Harris yeah. is always fucking just meditating on everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then when he tries to make a joke, it is fucking horrible. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He quote tweeted AOC with some like, you know, op- opposing view to whatever she said. And he just put, oh, no, with the crying face. And I was like, <laughs> that's messy. Now we're talking, Elon. Yeah, he's good yeah. at it. He knows how to poke the bear really <laughs> right, well. Yeah. I and mean, Dante, honestly, I just ahead. don't give a fuck, so yeah. like, I don't, I don't care. care either. Not, not you, Dave's talking my language. Yeah. What do you think Elon Musk listens to music-wise? Grimes. <laughs> he doesn't. A... He, people like Still. that are such fucking weirdos. They don't enjoy music. I, I bet you he's one of those guys that like. He listens to really... birds chirping or some shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, I could see him... like I said, Grimes. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, didn't he tweet last week? He tweeted out like I never even learned what Grimes' real name was or something like that, and I thought that was. If he funny. did, that'd be sick. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, well, fuck, I really don't think we can follow up and off the list after the Balenciaga situation because I feel yeah. like that should be communally everybody's off the list for today. Like I feel like that should be. Mm. I live by a simple rule: it's Northeast Philly logic. If you mess with kids, you gotta go. Suck my dick, fucking jerk off. <laughs> fucking hometown, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Fucking hometown, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Northeast Philadelphia. Fucking hometown, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Philly, 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 Philly. Dude, speak. Just let me just say, if we're gonna uh, end it up here, uh, you gotta be careful what you say because I took a bunch of your pod, like the the way I did this. I took all your podcasts, threw them into some AI, transcribed it, and this. Uh, it's not a paid ad. Otter.ai. I don't know if you've used that ever. It's just like a transcription service. It's fucking insane. Like it gets it by speaker and everything. So I can just go look through the words and see what I want to see. Like yada, yada, yada. Oh my God. All the time. (laughs) Fucking algorithms. Barstool editors. Barstool editors. Little fucking kids. Barstool editors. Fucking assholes. Uh, Samantha Ronson. Lindsay Lohan. Check this one out before we go. Caitlyn Jenner. Kenny from the band AWOL Nation. Indie alternative. Indie alternative. When I was uh, an engineer at a recording studio in Venice, a $180,000 house. Dude, dude, blow your fucking nose. A $180,000 house. The Chateau Marmont in... Alex Turner was there. Super famous. Uh, Samantha Ronson moved into the... Super famous. And Lindsay Lohan. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, Duffy's a good friend of mine. (laughs) So, yeah, this last one with the whole Balenciaga discussion, Dante, it's going to be pretty funny. (laughs) 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 Fucking asses and fucking eyeballs. Fucking asses and fucking eyeballs. Fucking asses and fucking eyeballs. (laughs) I've done that many times. You're a pervert. (laughs) Dude, this has has to be a regular picture of the podcast now. But we yeah, need to I, give you guys a name. Like, you have to be, like, the somethings. I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll think about, like, the, the name. Oh, yeah, we're down to do it. We just need to think about the name. I, we need to practice all this shit so when you say something, I can actually pull it up real quick. <laughs> wow. Holy and I just wanted to... Dave, I do have a question, though. Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, well... <laughs> fucking shit, wait. Uh, uh, well... Baseball and football. Baseball and football. <laughs> Dave, go ahead. Baseball and football. Dave, go ahead. Baseball and football. I... 
I believe in aliens 100%. <laughs> so technically, we don't even need to be here anymore. You guys can literally have us do the podcast. Yeah. Suck my dick. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Well, that was a fucking interesting way to bring. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll have our new design. We didn't even mention that. And if you look in the bottom right hand corner, there's a very special uh, shout out to our favorite artist, Billy Corgan. He's, he's in here now. Uh, I want somebody <laughs> to fucking screenshot that. By the way, shout out to Cole. Cole, Barstool intern who created the new set, is fucking awesome. That was a great job. Literally. All right. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's going to be everything for us today. Uh, let's end it up with our interview with Jack Kays. Yeah! How you feeling? Yeah! You feel all right? All right, Colin Fox trying to get down Barstool backstage here in a conference room in wonderful Camden, New Jersey, before a sold-out show at the Fillmore Philadelphia tonight with this man to my left, Mr. Jack Case. Jack, how are you today, buddy? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm fucking great. Other than the fact that I had to turn my hat around like Fred Durst because I got shadows on my face, but I'm all right. But uh, we're happy to have Jack here today. Uh, Jack, you're getting over a little bit of a fever, right? Yeah, I'm coming down from it. Coming down? Yeah. Proud of you because I didn't know if this was going to happen today. I didn't want to have to put you out. But you're you're talking it out for the show tonight, though. Yeah, man, I gotta make it happen. Hundred percent. How long how long have you been on the road now? Um, oof, a little over three weeks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. To be honest with me, before COVID, were you actually were you touring, or did this all kind of happen during COVID? No, I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything. I was working at a restaurant before COVID. What were you doing? I was sous chef. Oh, really? Line, yeah. Oh hell yeah! I bart I'm a bartender, so oh, I took. We talked before we got on here, and I was, I was like, I fucking love this guy already. Dude, this is perfect. Hell yeah. Hell, so, obviously, this is a big change for you. You're going from doing nothing on the road to then three weeks at a pop. Has it been, like, a crazy adjustment for you? Um, mentally, no. Physically, yes. Physically is the hardest part. Yeah, man. People yeah, think- I honestly thought it would be a lot more on my, like, I, I deal with some mental health stuff, so yeah. I thought it would be a lot harder on that. Yeah. But, like, honestly, like, I feel great in my head. Like, yeah. Feel like fucking on top of the world, but my body just wants to quit, you know? Everybody thinks that touring is sitting around eating sushi in the goddamn green room and it's really just like being cooped in a van and driving and it beats the holy hell out of you. Yeah, dude. It's been a lot of chicken and rice for me, not much sushi. It, chicken and rice is the, is the road meal? Yeah, it's the road meal. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question too. Have you picked a favorite gas station yet? Oh, man. For like, all right. So I always, my wife thinks it's the weirdest thing in the world, but like, I'm obsessed with tour gas station food. No, I love gas station food. I was on like a road trip when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So gas station food is like, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, hundred percent. For me, I like a nice Pilot or a Flying J. My favorite gas station so far has been this one in the middle of Wyoming. Um, and the gas station clerk like only spoke in sounds. Like he literally <laughs> did not speak in words. And there was like twelve animal heads on the wall. Okay, so my best one. We got caught in a rainstorm in Alabama one time in the oh, backwoods. Fun. We had to stop at a gas station that was an ammo store slash gas station, oh, yeah. which is the most Alabama shit of all time. What's up? Can I cuss on here? You're fucking kidding me? Of course you can cuss on here. I just keep saying fuck, and I'm like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, no, you can, no, absolutely. But we got, we like, it was a middle of a hurricane, went in, didn't buy ammo, but we got stuck outside, and my cousin, who's one of our touring guitar players, long hair, tie-dye t-shirt, smoking weed outside of the gas station, and a random truck pulls up. And this dude with his windows down gets out and he walks up to me, who honestly, like, I look like I work for, like, Ernst & Young or some shit. I look like I could be in finance. He goes, you got weed? And I looked at him and went, you fucking asked me? I was like, this guy next to me smoking weed. And he looked at me and he, like, kind of, like, gave me this look like, all right, motherfucker. Like, 
Went back to his truck and I was like, we're going to die. He sat in his truck for like five minutes and stared at us and then just drove off into the distance. Oof. This is tour. This yeah. is what tour is all about, dude. Life. It is that love, dude. That rockstar lifestyle. Well, let me ask you a question. So you're on the road now. How did this all get started for you, like in COVID? Like, what was the like the launching point for you to like be where you are now? Um, me and this guy over in the corner right here, my manager. I met him, and then he tells me, you know, you should post on TikTok. Mm. Post on TikTok. Next day, ten thousand followers. It happened in one day. Yeah, it was a day long thing. And what then, the like, fuck? you know, a month or two later, we're talking. We're talking to labels. That is truly incredible. It was insane. I feel like that's an act of God. Yeah, no, I, I constantly thank the universe for this shit. I mean, it's so funny because I I come from, like, I've seen different steps. Like, I feel like when we first started as a band, it was, like, gotta do alternative radio. And yeah. then, like, midway through that, it became, like, all right, Instagram's the shit. And then gotta get on Spotify playlist. And now it's the TikTok thing. And well, I feel even TikTok now is fading out because yeah. there's so many artists on TikTok. Yeah. You know, there's room for another way for people to come out. I wonder what the next thing is. Shit. For me, I know it's touring. Yeah. Like, I've never made a connection with, with, like, people like I have on the road. Has it surprised, like, tour surprised you at all? Like, what did what did it match expectations? You know, we did five shows, like, back in January. Yeah. And we sold everyone out. Wow. And then when we when we were booking the next tour, we were, like, doing 18 cities and, you know, taking a step up in a lot of the rooms. Yeah. And, like, you know, we're doing, like, 500 caps. And I'm like, you know, there's no way that we're yeah. going to sell any out, like, I'm fucking playing empty rooms, but like you know, last night's first time in Boston, five fifty caps sold it out. Unfucking believable. Like uh, it's un it's unreal, dude. Like we played Bowery Ballroom in New York. It was packed thick. Like, it's just such a good room too. The Bowery Ballroom. It was insane. Great. It was my favorite show of the tour so far. But like it's really it's um like it's like the biggest ego boost, but it's also like really humbling at the same time. You well, that's what, what I, I wonder a lot about. Like to I me, mean, we've talked to a lot of these bands where it's like I wonder if they appreciate. Appreciate like how because I'm thinking to myself like Armani Wood and we're talking about TikTok is mm -hmm. a good buddy of mine. Okay. And I've watched Armani for ten years fight his way through and then get the TikTok thing and now he's doing the EMAs and he's like yeah. doing stadiums and shit. And I can see on his face the gratitude that he has for it. For sure. But that's what interests me to talk to you because I know that this happened kind of quickly for you. Yeah. But it makes me really happy to see that you do have that like appreciation for it. No, dude, I'm so grateful. Like you know. Every morning I wake up and I just thank God. What were you doing before? Because we talked off air about this, but like, what was before TikTok for you? Um, I was working in a restaurant, um, you know, struggling with alcoholism and addiction. Yeah. Like, living in a fucking house I was built in 1913. Wow. Walls falling off, like, I mean, roaches. Like, I was, you know, down bad. Yeah, you were in it. <laughs> yeah, I was in it. Did you... Did you kick the drugs and the alcohol before all this started? Or was it like kind um, of at the same time like everything came together? At you? the same time everything came together wow. and I started realizing that like I gotta get my shit together if I want it to work. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm in a program now, so I'm feeling good. Like Shout out that that's fucking beautiful. Thanks, man. Well and when I listen to the new record, because that's one thing I definitely want to talk about is the new EP that just came out. Yeah. This was an introduction to me to you as you, because my first introduction to you was the Travis Barker record, okay. which we will get into. Yeah. But I just want to say there's a song on there that actually really struck me, and it was 28. Oh, yeah. Because I'm 31 now. But I remember when I first started this kind of musical journey, I remember I used to say to, and I think Paul, my best friend, and like one of our closest 
advocates can back me up on this. They used to always say, dude, if I keep working like this, I'm not going to fucking make it to 30. Swear. What is 28 about? Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of layers to that song. Yeah. The first one is like that 27 Club idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like, you know, an artist works himself so hard that they just like inevitably don't make it to 30. Yeah. Um, but like for me, it's like this idea that, you know, I'm bipolar, so I have these like two sides of myself, right? Mm. And you know, there's times where I think and say that I do things that um, that like seem so real, or they like seem so like they seem right in the moment. Yeah. Then the next day, or the next week, whenever I get out of that headspace, it scares the shit out of me yeah. that I like thought that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that kind of idea where it's like on one side I'm like asking God to take me, like I'm so fucking tired of this. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh shit, I'm scared that like I'm not. That I'm not gonna live anymore. Right. Like, there's two sides of that. You know. Especially what I mean? with the beauty that's like surrounding you now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. So when you wrote that song to now, is it interesting to go back and look at where you were when you wrote that to where how you feel now? Sometimes I'm like still in that place. You yeah. Know? It wasn't that long ago that I that was one of the last records that I finished for the EP. Really? Yeah. So it was like it wasn't that long ago that I wrote that. I think it's really <laughs> impressive that a dude at your age can synthesize a thought like that and do it eloquently. And I think like that to me is like. Because I think we get sent music a lot as people who like work in music. Like I'm sure you get sent yeah. a lot of music too. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'll check this out. I'll, I'll glance over it. And I like the entire EP, but that song to me was like, as a songwriter, I'm like, whoa. I appreciate For that. For someone to put that to pen, at, what are you, 24? 23. Fuck you. 24. Fuck you. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> but no, it, it's it's truly impressive. And I think. I appreciate that, man. And there's a lot of people that listen to you, and a lot of people who are probably in the same headspace that are thinking that too. Yeah, and that's what it's really for, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, music was, like, such a fucking staple for me when I was, like, going through what I was going through. Yeah. And so, for me to, like, be able to return the favor the same way is the coolest shit in the world. Did you grow up in a musical household? Yeah, my dad, my uncle, like, my dad's been in bands my whole life. So oh, that's it. He used to have me on stage to, like, like sing a song or two. Wow. I, like, my first instrument was drums, so he had me on stage to drum a couple times. Like, that's fucking fire. Been drumming since I was three years old, you yeah. know? They put me in piano lessons when I was in fourth grade. It's so important, dude. Yeah. I think, like, you know, that's the best gift that my parents ever gave me was, like, training me to be a musician. I grew up the same way. Yeah? My, my pops is a blues musician, and so... Hell uh, yeah. He actually hid it from me. He did, For real? I didn't know he... Until I was eight, I found a guitar in the crawl space, and I made him teach me. And now okay. we're sitting here. Dude, it, music is a fucking gift. It's a gift from God, and I don't want to get religious, but it comes from somewhere, bro. No, I swear. And, but, like... I'm looking at where you are now, right? And the fact that like so much of your music does connect with people and connects with people like a level of like what we were talking about with 28, has touring been able to like actually physically show you? Because through the internet, people can say like, wow, your music means so much to me. But then to meet people at a show. Yeah. And they're like this, the energy return. Like, what has that been like for you? Um, you know, it's kind of overwhelming sometimes. Like, if I meet somebody after the show, like, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to help people, but I think sometimes people might forget that, like, you know, I'm the person that's, like, still going through these things. Yeah. So they're talking to me about, like, um, their experience with suicidal ideation or their experience with self-harm and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, it kind of hits close to home for me sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm not in the best headspace to be able to deal with that, and it's like... I, like, had the conversation, and then the entire way home, I'm just, like, dissociating. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you know the band A1 Nation? No, no. It's a big song called Sale that came out. It's big on TikTok again now, but one of our co-hosts is Kenny. Uh, actually, I remember that song, yeah. So Kenny from that band is a member of our podcast, 
And he always talks about like when they like first got big, people would come and like, like some fans push the line. Like they're like, yeah. here's my dirty socks. I want you to have some. It's like, no, literally. Ugh, all right, man. Yeah, and it's like cool. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm really grateful to be able to do that. And like, there's a saying in the program that I'm in that's like, you know, the best way to heal yourself is to like is to like help others. Yeah. Like the best way to get outside of yourself is to go and help somebody else. Absolutely. So like for me, it's like it's therapy for me, but sometimes it does cross the line and it can be a little intense. On the note of, like, therapy, and I don't mean, like, sitting in a chair and talking to somebody, but, like, I know music to most people and, like, to us is therapy. Yeah. Does it ever, because I know music for me gets kind of heavy in the perspective of sometimes it does feel like a job. Do you know what I mean? Like, the mm-hmm. thing that you care about the most in the world, has, like, the fact that you've jumped into this so quickly ever, like, weigh, weigh on you at all? Or do you ever get, like, look at your guitar and be like, I don't feel like doing this? That's today. something that I've, like, always been talking to my, my team about, and yeah. that I'm, like, making sure that we don't cross that line. Mm. Um, like, that's why I'm on a one-month tour, not a three-month tour. That's so fucking smart, dude. You know? Yeah. You need like, to, like, ease your way into that. Exactly. And, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of older musicians that I've talked to that have been touring their whole lives, and they're like, yeah, I fucking hate touring. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, what was your experience with touring? And they're like, oh, six shows a week for six months at a time. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, of course you hate it. Yeah, you it's know? very cool. Dude, if you, eat, if you eat the same food every day, you're going to want to hate it. Literally. But, like, you know, if you give yourself a month and you do, like, you know, 17 shows, even, like, we're laying it all a little thick right now. Yeah. But, like... I'm I'm gonna get off tour and I'll tell you I'm like I'm gonna be excited to go back out on the road again. Hell yeah. Like I'm not gonna get off tour and be like, fuck that never again. Yeah. You know, and I don't wanna put myself in that position like when it comes to playing the guitar, yeah. when it comes to touring, when it comes to being in the studio, like none of that. I think it's impressive too that this record was all just you and the guitar. Yeah. And I love that. But the other side of you that I did hear was the Travis Barker collaboration. Mm-hmm. Now we have a running joke on the podcast about we call it Travis Barker's Traveling Mafia, is the fact that there are so many people doing the Travis Barker collab. Yeah, legendary. How did that come about? <laughs> um, you know, a couple of weeks before I signed, he, um, he DM'd me. And obviously I'm like right there. Like This came from a DM? Yeah. Yeah, and he DM'd me, and I was like, yo, what's up? And he just sent me his phone number. And then I texted him. And before I even texted back, he like FaceTimed me. What? Yeah. Like, so we had, like, I don't, like, collaborate often, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, like, the reason that I feel so good with Travis is because, like, he built a relationship with me before the collaboration was ever a thing. Right. So we were talking for a few months before I ever even went to the studio with him. And then, like, when I went to the studio with him, he was so kind and just, like, made me feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, so, like, really, on- like, honestly, it's just, like, he's a good dude. Yeah. I like him. He likes me. We have a good time together, like... It feels like a friendship more than a collaboration. Yeah, and it is funny, too, because, like, as much as we do talk about Travis doing so much shit, everybody who meets the guy loves him. He's the nicest dude. That's all I've ever he heard. He doesn't need to be that nice. That's right. what I always say to my girl. Like, I'm like, dude, like, this dude is so nice. Yesterday, I texted him. It was his birthday yesterday. I'm like, yo, happy birthday, man. And he's like, like, thanks, man. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Jesus. And I just, like, it brings a tear to my eye. I've, like, looked up to this guy for so long. Like, you don't need to, like, be that nice to me, you and know? Every sarcastic remark I've ever made about all the Travis Barker collaborations I've taken. <laughs> everybody fucking loves this guy, man. Like, that's, like, they're, like yeah, he's a great drummer. Yeah. One of the best to ever do it. Of course. But I think the real reason that you see Travis's name everywhere is because, like, he's so nice to everybody, and everybody fucks with him so much. Yeah. And it's, like, when you go into the studio and you make a song with him, you, like, have, like, a good feeling when you leave the studio. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Because you it's can. Like you listen to that song every single time you think about when you made it, and it's like, I want to put that shit out. Dog, you can meet some of your heroes who wind up being jerk offs. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm, I'm an Afro man. You met Afro man? Yeah, I opened for him like back in like 2017. Not a good dude. Not a re- not a really great dude. You know, my first one was. There's Sorry this- if you're watching this, man, but like. Hey, yeah, Afro man. Impression. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> you know who mine was, dude? We uh, There's this band from the 90s called Better Than Ezra. They have like oh, a bunch man. of alt hits. And we opened for them in Philly. And they made us stand outside of the venue while they sound checked for over an hour. Uh, like, we couldn't even be... They were like, no green room. You will stand on the street. And like, we had our fans like lining up at the door. And we were just sitting on our amps outside being like, we don't know what the fuck is going on. Sheesh. I hate that guy. It, better than Ezra guy, if you're watching this, you and Afro man can plug yourselves, dude. I blew him a kiss on stage. It was great. But I, I do want to end on this, because I know we got to get you to the show. You've been gracious to fucking fight through the cold. Um, big show tonight, by the way, if you're not at the Foundry, you messed up. you got to be there. Yeah, um, I think the one thing that has impressed me as well with you, because uh, I talked to a lot of like the younger generation, too, and there almost seems like there's like a willful... I don't want to use the word ignorance, but like a... Wanting to not know or associate with older music mm-hmm. in a weird way. But with you, I instantly heard a lot of, like, you seem like someone with a deep knowledge or a care for music. Because mm-hmm. you obviously grew up in it. Yeah. What did you grow up on? Um, my first concert was Van Halen. That's fucking sick. In, like, third grade. Yeah. Um, after that, I went to, like, the Sticks concert. Hell yeah! You know, my dad was, like, rolling around listening to Bruce Springsteen. Good man. Um... I don't, like, I, I grew up with, like, old hits. Yeah. You know? And, um, I grew up with my dad, like, preaching, like, you gotta respect your instrument. And, like, the best thing you can do as a musician is, like, really know how to play. Yeah. My uncle is my guitar teacher. Oh, sweet. Um, like, until, re- like, until recently I started taking lessons with him. Um, but I was, like, self-taught before then. But he's a, he's, like, a classical guitarist. Like, went sweet. to school. Um, so, like, honestly, I was just, like... I was raised on like the idea that like if you want to be successful as a, as a musician, you gotta know how to play that shit. Hundred percent. You know, my piano teacher would like come over and like if my nails weren't if my nails weren't short enough, she would like cut them. Like she would stop the lesson. To Jesus. Cut them. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, we got bouncers at the door. By the way, that was fucking sick. Great move, bro. Man, Hell yeah. Yeah, Sam is on it. Bro, this is what I love doing interviews in actual musical situations to where it's like. We could do this at like a beautifully lit studio, yeah. or we could do it really with tours. Conference room. Conference room at the goddamn Hilton Hotel in Camden, New Jersey. Man, across the river from Philly. Across, across the river. Dude, enjoy the city, by the way. This is my hometown. I love okay. it dearly. Um, if you need any suggestions, oh, here's a suggestion. Say Go Birds on stage at some point tonight. Okay, cool. Go Birds means Go Eagles. That's like, oh, yeah. yeah, trust me. I was going to bring an Eagles hat for you. Just to rock it on stage. Okay. Uh, if you want to kiss the ass tonight, just hit him with a Go Birds in between songs. Okay, cool. Um, but when we talk about real situations, you're a real-ass dude. And Appreciate you that, absolutely man. have gained a fan through me this week. And Appreciate I think it, a lot man. of people are about to find that out, too. Um, but Jack Hayes, this has been a fucking absolute pleasure. Anything else for me, buddy? No, nah, man. Go, Go Birds? Man. Go Birds. Go Birds, see? <laughs> I figured it out, dude. Um, everybody, go check Jack out on tour when he's back out there. Go check out the new EP. What's it called? Cessation. Cessation. Uh, check out the Travis Barker. What was the first record called? I'm the Travis Barker. No, no, Travis. No, no, no. Uh, the Travis Barker EP. But I'm saying your first record before this. You did a, an EP before the Travis Barker one, right? Yeah. 
uh, like the big record that like popped off was yeah. Morbid Mind. Morbid Mind, that's what yeah. it was. But I liked the Morbid Mind record. There was a little bit more hip hop on that too. Yeah, that was like my my like roots and like music making was all hip hop. Really? Yeah. What are you into hip hop wise? Oh uh, man. Afroman. <laughs> Nothing but Afroman. No, like I love Kendrick. Yes. I love Juice. Yes. I was like a huge X fan. You know. That I'm makes saying? sense now that I'm now I'm thinking about the music. Yeah, like there's I mean like I love that shit. Yeah. Um. And then like my producer, who's like the DJ on stage tonight. Yeah. It's like a huge drill fan. Fuck yeah. Um, little ice spice up there. What are we doing? Man, like <laughs> it's it's more of like a set catered to my crowd. So I wish he could like play some of it, but like. I mean, he loves Chief Keef. Fuck yeah. He fucking loves Shaq Lizzy. Like, Yo! Like, but you're a DC guy, so Shaq Lizzy's probably important to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Next time we're doing this, it's just Colin and Jack talk rap. And then we'll Hell get yeah. really into it, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, all right, everybody, we got to get out of here. Jack Case, I and love thanks you. Thanks for having me. I really do love you. For Barstool Backstage, I'm Colin. I'm we'll Jack. see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did that so shitty. I'm Colin. I'm Jack. And this is Barstool Backstage. We'll see you next time. Peace.